Welcome to episode 20 of the DC Drop, where we talk all the news from this week in DC movies, TV, and comics. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. So we'll start off with some bummer news. The release date for Wonder Woman 1984 has been delayed. It was going to come out November 1st of next year. Now it's been delayed more than seven months to June 5th of 2020. Uh, the movie is said to be moved back. Uh, there's press release saying it was a more adv- advantageous release date. And it will now be basically the weekend where the first Wonder Woman movie came out. Thoughts on this? I mean, obviously, it's kind of disappointing that we have to wait that much longer for it to come out. You want it to come out as soon as possible. I mean, if I could watch it, like stop recording and go watch it right now, I would if it were done. But um, that's just kind of the nature of the movie business, I guess. They're moving around. They've got a lot of a lot of projects that they're involved in and a lot of other films that are coming out. And so... Sometimes films get delayed or get pushed back, and that's it's not a huge deal. It is, it's kind of funny. Like, Gal Gadot basically like said, Oh, we were, it's so awesome. We were able to move <laughs> it back to right where it's supposed to be. Like, it's, I'm glad that we could finally do that. Almost like they were fighting for this. And like, I, I don't think you're fighting for it to be pushed back that far, but it's just, it's kind of funny how things get spun sometimes. Yeah. That, that was a weird tweet by her. Uh, super excited to announce that it's going back. Um, Super excited that you guys have to wait seven months more. It's just a weird way to come off. I don't. I'm not making fun of Gal or anything like that. But it was just. It was just a strange when I first read it. Um, yeah. I mean, first off, big bummer just to, that it is later and we're further away from it because we were almost to a year away. And normally, when you see a movie get delayed seven months, you think, "Oh, what's going on? Is there some changes? There's something going on." This film's not even done filming yet. It started in June and doesn't it goes till December. So it's not even like they have a a rough cut of the whole film yet where they can say, Oh, we need to make some changes, reshoots, add this or that or whatever. So I don't think it means anything to the quality of the film. I would be, I would prefer the film to have seven months in pre-production so they could, before they actually film it instead of post-production, all things being equal. But, um, I mean, in a vacuum, I guess this release date looks better. So that's one thing that's seven months is a big, big difference to make for a release date. So, um, but it does allow the DC films to be scheduled. We know with with Flash moving back, it, it allows the, a more even pace. Unfortunately, but that means 2018 and 2019 we will be getting just one film in universe Shazam and Aquaman, and then weirdly Birds of Prey, which is still a couple months at least away, two or three months away from filming, is now going to come out before Wonder Woman 1984, right. if, as long as nothing else uh, scheduling wise comes up. So it's a, it's a weird quirk there. Um, but it's disappointing, but I don't think it necessarily means anything bad for the, the film. And I, I trust Patty Jenkins and everything, so I'm not worried about that. Um, it does make me wonder. I was kind of hoping summer 2020 would be Matt Reeves' Batman film. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly they could still release it later summer, um, end of July or something like that. But I think this makes it less likely that film comes out then. I mean, you could release Batman in the fall, but normally he's been a summer kind of thing. That's a big time for Batman. So I think it's less likely we see Batman summer 2020 now. Yeah, this makes it very, very unlikely. I think that we would see a summer 2020 Batman. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see a rational world where they release Wonder Woman early in the summer and then again, Batman. I don't know, maybe there's enough time, but I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, and you can release a film any time of year now. And right. if it's good and people want to see it, they'll go see it. But yeah, like I said, Batman has traditionally been that summer thing you would think you'd want them out there in the summer because that's the time for the biggest potential opening and everything. But um, yeah, 
All right, moving on, we've got an additional casting for the Joker movie. So Dante Pierre Olsen has been cast as the young Bruce Wayne. Uh, he's already actually played a young version of Joaquin Phoenix um, in the film You Were Never Really Here. Uh, and then Douglas Hodge, um, who you might know from Red Sparrow, and he's been in uh, a couple other things. Uh, he's one of those guys that I've, I've like seen a bunch of times, but I can't tell you what I've seen him in. He just looks really familiar. <laughs> Anyways, he's been cast as Alfred Pennyworth. Yeah. Uh, and just to, I, I think it came off a little weird you say it. Pereira Olsen, Olsen is a young Bruce Wayne, not necessarily, not a young Joker or whatever, Arthur Fleck that oh, right, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is playing. It came off a little weird the way he said it, yeah. but um, but I did think that's interesting that he had played a young version of Joaquin Phoenix's character before. We jokingly said maybe young Bruce Wayne becomes the Joker, so I, that almost makes you think maybe that is the case, but um, man, WB's really trying to see how many live action Bruce Wayne and, and Alfred Pennyworth and, yeah. and Thomas Wayne's <laughs> that they can get away with having at the same time. I, I can't even count how many, like between uh, 2012 and 2022 or whatever, how many live action Alfreds there are going to be. I don't, I don't want to count. You know, we got Gotham, we got Pennyworth, we've got Jeremy Irons in the movies and there's Alfred and Titans. There's, an, there's a lot of Alfreds out there right now. So uh, if you like a lot of variety in your Alfreds, you're getting it. Yeah. And I, I mean, if it, I have no problem with it as long as it is helping to tell a good story. I have no problem with there being another Bruce Wayne, another Alfred Pennyworth, if it's telling a good story. But if it's just for the sake of like name dropping these characters and having them in the movie because it's in the the Batman universe and they don't really serve a purpose, then that would seem weird. But um, yeah, like you said, maybe I thought it was a crazy idea until I started thinking about it more. But maybe the young Bruce Wayne becomes the Joker. That would be kind of cool and this this casting would make more sense i don't know that's still it's still hurting my brain to think about that <laughs> um yeah but i i wonder how alfred and a young bruce could fit in because well there's a thomas an older thomas wayne so well there's thomas that makes sense that an alfred would follow and perhaps yeah. he's got a young bruce going around so um i don't know how they'll fit into the story but if thomas wayne's there you would think i guess there's a, there could be a good reason for alfred to be there yeah and for all we know it just could be just a tiny little part where you see them for all of a minute in the whole film. Right. So cinematographer Matthew Libatik did an interview with GMA News where he said the next project he is working on will be Kathy Yan's Birds of Prey. He has worked on Iron Man, the first two Iron Man films, a bunch of other stuff. Most recently did A Star as Born, a Star's Born and Venom as a cinematographer for that. And he said he's currently preparing for the film. It's probably going to have a different title, which we've said all along every time you see it, it it's called untitled birds of prey film uh he also said margot robbie is set to star and i'm excited for that and then it is it has a little bit of origin story in it so it makes it intriguing and it's very early though so early discussion so he's just started work on this and he's got a very impressive track record lots of films dating back more than 20 years yeah he's been involved in a lot of big projects a lot of good projects um and again that just with how kind of early days it is still for this it again brings back what you were talking about earlier that's kind of just a weird quirk that it's still probably going to come out before wonder woman which is has been filming for a while yeah and it's, it's going to be a smaller oh yeah film sure. and everything um not as effects heavy or anything like that but it is yeah it's definitely a weird quirk the way that works sometimes elsewhere entertainment weekly had a first look at the kitchen the movie adaptation of the vertigo comics graphic novel uh and it's it's always funny there's not as much excitement seeing the first look at a non-superhero film it's right. <laughs> like not in costume so we just get a photo of elizabeth moss melissa mccarthy and tiffany haddish 
just kind of standing there. It's set in the 70s and they're in their 70s garb uh, as they're looking to become mob bosses and, and whatnot. But it's just, yeah, there they are standing. That is a still of the film. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't like scream 70s. Like maybe that's just how fashion has come back around these days, but it almost looks like it could just be a picture from today. I don't really see anything that they're wearing that is too crazy 70s. But yeah, it looks like maybe they're meeting with the boss at his fancy house or something meeting with the Don and this is them getting told about their, their husband's going to jail or whatnot. I don't know. I'm reading way too much into this, but yeah, not a whole lot to come to um, get from this, but exciting that these sorts of things are coming out because this is a really cool, unique project. And I think it has, has potential to be a really good film. Yeah. And there's also a photo of director Andrea Burloff just hanging out on set, pointing things out. Yeah. Um, so visually nothing, nothing like a, a superhero reveal or anything like that, but Burloff did say, quote, I was excited by the idea of placing women in a position and world in which we don't normally see them, and that becoming mob bosses in the 70s would, would do the trick, I would say. Uh, she also said the movie is partially about defying stereotypes. That's kind of why she wanted to cast comedians in the dramatic roles. We talked about Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish, not normally someone you would think of of hard drama, and that's why she wanted them. She thought that would be cool to switch expectations and stereotypes, and I think that's a really cool way to look at it. Yeah, that is really cool. And I, I was one of those people that was kind of interested, intrigued why why she chose comedians. But yeah, that makes sense. So this film comes out September 20th of next year. Elsewhere, we got a trailer for Reign of the Superman, the animated movie that's the sequel to Death of Superman that came out. Um, so we found out that it's going to be released digitally January 15th, 2019. And then it's going to be available physically on 4K and Blu-ray on January 29th. And then sometime it's going to be on DC Universe as well. Um, yeah, but- they said... They said it will, I think they said it will premiere on DC Universe, but they didn't have specific dates or anything like that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, But yeah, going back to this trailer, um, you watched it, I watched it. Hopefully people listening watched it. What'd you think of it, Tom? I I mean, it it looks cool. Um, There's a lot of things I recognize from the story arc in the comics. There's a lot of new and different stuff going on there, whatever that army of the Mm -hmm. black costumes with the red lines and whatever. I'm not sure what that is. Um, it looks great, and it's just cool to see the four Supermen in action. Um, this is the death of Superman. I know it's been adapted a lot to, you know, a lot of people want to see something else. This is that something else. This is that follow-up. A lot of people think the reign of the Superman is the best part of the death and return of, of Superman's story. Um, and, yeah, it's really cool just to see, finally, this really cool piece of piece of that story get adapted and see Superboy and everyone else there it's it's pretty cool to see yeah and we get a, a really good look at those four supermen and the, they also released cover art that has them on there and this is this is really cool if you take off that big hdr sticker um this would be a really cool poster to have almost with all the all the branding stuff taken off yeah i know hdr is like <laughs> the big deal with 4k but it really ruins some posters <laughs> or distracts them but yeah like i said there's that's the four i mean there's steel um Steel going to be voiced by Cress Williams. That's going to be a really cool character to look forward to. And yeah, I, I love the first one, the death of Superman. And I really want to see what they do with that. So all of the voice cast is returning all of the characters that are returning anyway. And it adds Cameron Monaghan, who Jeremiah, Jerome and Gotham is going to be voicing Superboy. And interestingly, Tony, Tony Todd, who has been, a, who has done a bunch of stuff, including maybe not most famously is Earl Jenkins. He had the jitters in Smallville. Uh, he was the voice of Zoom in season two of The Flash, and he has voiced Darkseid in a couple 
Lego animated movies, he is going to be voicing Darkseid in this film. Yeah, uh, the voice cast was really good in the original film and or the first film, and we we get them back and then just adding some more talent onto it. And again, just like like you said, the the first film was so good that I, expectations for me are pretty actually pretty high for this, and so I I hope that they're able to keep that same level of of um, excellence. Yeah, and it looks like Darkseid's role Darkseid will be replacing Mongol in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm partially disappointed in as a Mongol fan, but I also know that um, it makes sense to fit Darkseid in. Basically, he's fought Superman in the Justice League in this universe before, back in Justice League War, and it looked like the way, you know, spoilers for the death of Superman animated movie, but it looked like Doomsday might have been sent through a boom tube, so maybe Darkseid was planning this all along and changing that, so it wouldn't shock me if they went that way with it, but I'm slightly disappointed we won't be seeing Mon- Mongol. Yeah. There's also special features, including a Lex Luthor featurette and a sneak peek of Justice League versus the Fatal Five that are going to be included. Yep, I guess those are, special features are going to be important, I guess, if these things are going to be debuting on DC Universe pretty soon to get people to buy them elsewhere. Right. Uh, on to TV, Gotham has released the first look of Shane West as Bane in the fifth and final season of that show. What do you think of this look, Zach? This is an interesting look i i it's it's definitely not bad it's i don't know it's a very very interesting take on bane and i like how like kind of grimy it is and kind of beat up and used and he's like standing in a pile of trash that that helps kind of (laughs) helps lend itself to that kind of grimy look so i don't know i like it quite a bit i've seen it compared to mad max right yeah um and it does now that i've seen that it doesn't really scream bane other than the the face face mask whatever he's got going on there whatever you call it um but i don't i don't think it looks terrible and i think if you if he had a tank top or no shirt on instead of this big kind of thick jacket he would look a lot more like comic book bane um other than that he's he's not too far off and it does fit with since he kind of looks like a post-apocalyptic character it would make sense in with no man's land and everything going on in gotham right now that he he would look that way yeah it is kind of funny that he is playing a character that Tom Hardy played, and Tom Hardy was in Mad Max, but now he looks like a Mad Max character. Yeah, it's interesting. Next up, Ozzy Tesfe, who is in Jane the Virgin, has been cast as Kelly Olsen, James' sister, on Supergirl, according to Deadline. Uh, that's going to be a recurring role in season four. And they also had a description of the character. It says, Kelly is an intelligent, insightful woman who spent time in the military in order to pay for medical school. She's recently discharged from the military and is currently finishing her training as a psychiatrist. She's got a large heart and cares deeply about others. Well, that sounds like it would be James' sister. <laughs> yeah, she sounds really sweet. Um, I don't, I don't, I can't think of any instance where James, Jimmy Olsen, has had a sibling in the comics. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's strange, but I don't, it doesn't bother me too much. I'm The best part about this is we're finally going to meet somebody in James' family and hopefully get a, quite a bit of story that focuses on him. We haven't had a lot of that. You know, he's been a supporting character and they've got different things for him to do now, but it looks like there should be at least an arc where he gets a little bit more to do if his sister is coming in. Yeah. And they've been using him. I'd say a lot for me, they've been using him smarter in this season and I've liked how they've used his character. So um, just spreading out, like you said, getting more of his backstory and f- fleshing out his character a little bit more. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm curious if like he had told her, Right. He had told her he was Guardian, or if that's like, hey, I watched the news and saw yeah. <laughs> that you dress up and fight some crime. What's Why, why am I just hearing about this now? Uh, but yeah, I wonder how that's going to fit into the show. 
Next up, we have some Elseworld stuff, and this is probably just the coolest news I've seen in some time. John Wesley Ship is going to return for the CW's Elseworld crossover. It was it came out. There was a photo of Supergirl, Flash, and Green Arrow standing there. Of course, it's the swapped Green Arrow and Flash. And there's John Wesley Ship in a costume style, a recreated version of the 1990s CBS series where he was Barry Allen. And it just looks so awesome. Yeah, I mean, if it were real life and those four people were standing in front of me, I think I would be most scared of John Wesley Ship. Like, he <laughs> looks like the person that would take you down. It looks really, really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's just say, first off, kudos to John Wesley Ship, who is 63. Right. And in great shape. I know the there's padding, just like the original costume is padded, but kudos to him for looking great in this costume and for the the team for recreating that costume look very much like the 1990s version. I mean, that, that jumps right off at you. So that is cool to see. Um, I mean, it looks, it just looks great. And I like that costume back then. And I think it's really cool to see it now. Mark Guggenheim also shared a closer look on Twitter where it's, it, he's indoors. So it looks like, I don't know if we'll get a bunch of him, but we get at least one outdoor scene and one indoor scene. It looks like. Yeah. Something it looks like in star labs or something similar. Um, but yeah, I, it just, again, this, this crossover more than all the other ones, I have no idea what's going on or what they're doing, but I'm I'm getting more and more excited for it because of things like this. Yeah, there's a lot going on, a lot of bunker stuff. I don't know where it's it's gonna go, but this is a lot of cool news, but this is my favorite. And it just I'm assuming this is the Barry Allen from that nineteen nineties CBS show. I mean they haven't officially said this. This could just be the Jay Garrick with a new costume or any number of excuses, but if they're actually bringing back him, I think that's really cool. And it opens up the doors for a lot of possibilities. I didn't think they would do something like this because we've seen John Wesley Shipp play other characters in the universe. But if they're willing to do this, then I, th- I think it's really possible they could bring back the Smallville characters, um, bring Dean Cain in as Superman, and just everything throughout the history, potentially bring that in. And we talked about Elseworlds and how it wasn't quite ready for a Crisis on Infinite Earths type thing in this universe because we don't have enough of the other universes to really be invested in them. But if you tell me we're going to have, if they make all of DC TV shows in the past part of this multiverse and you have a crisis on Infinite Earths with all of that, uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be really amazing. I, I I mean, I don't see why they can't do that. Yeah. And, and like we said, I don't know how much we will get to see of him, but I'm really hoping for at least a, a quick action scene where he comes in with that old Danny Elfman theme from the 90s TV series. That would just be fantastic but i mean just i just think this is so cool um the show lasted one season with you know was not terribly popular i mean it had its fans for sure but just bringing seeing bringing that back i think is so cool yeah really really cool and man danny elfman can write some good music yeah and i really want a an episode of the flash now where either barry visits this world and we see what that barry allen has been up to all of these years and tina and julio and (laughs) uh what the what that world looks like but that might be asking for a bit too much yeah uh in other tv news we got our first look at doom patrol in next week's titan so there's an image a promo image got released of beast boy robot man a last woman and negative man and there's also the promo for next week's episode i'll just say that the costumes look amazing i mean especially robot man he looks really 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 good um I didn't even let you respond first and see what you thought. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. It looks really good. No, I, I agree <laughs> with you. I think Robot Man looks fantastic. Negative Man, The Last Woman, they all look great. Um, 
they really just, I mean, they look like the comic book and look like a 60s comic book in particular when the Doom Patrol were created. They haven't changed that much visually over the years. Right. And so it, they're really not a complicated team to adapt visually because even Robot Man, I mean, he's a robot from the 60s, so he looks like a, a cheap version. Yeah. And I, I mean, they look great. They look great. Like you said, I think they adapted very well. And in the promo, they, Robot Man's cool. I mean, his eyes, whatever they're doing with his eyes and his face, that all looks great. Yeah, I, I'm really, really pumped to, to actually see them, um, see how they interact with this not really Titans group yet. Um, and then especially when, they're, when their own series comes out, I'm, I'm really excited for that as well. Yeah, me too. I mean, the Doom Patrol, they're finally here. Right. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Last up is a Twitter question from Keenan Walker who said, I've been thinking about Black Lightning, and I really think that green light is made with kryptonite. What are your thoughts? Do you think they would make that connection, Zach? I know it's it's not been established in the universe, but could you see that? Is that being some sort of basis for it? I mean, definitely. I mean, especially the way that it it glows and looks. Like, yeah, I've it, it has some connections that looks like kryptonite, but I don't know. I, I think they're going to shy away from doing really explicit connections most of the time but you know then again the last episode of black lightning we see him there's a family picture and he's got his superman shirt on so who knows i mean they've already brought that in so maybe they will say something about it being made from kryptonite yeah again though that's vague enough where is he a fan of superman who exists in that universe or does he just know of superman the fictional character right and they've left it open so far which is is smart on their part i think that would be really cool if they did that um, visually, like you said, it does remind me a lot of Kryptonite. I don't. I would be surprised if they do explicitly state that, unless they decide they want to be a part of a universe where Krypton, Krypton exists and elements have been sent there. It would. It would make sense for it to be part of Smallville's universe, just because man, you could find green meteor just oh, yeah. about anywhere. <laughs> um, I guess that would, if you could turn that into a drug, that would be a drug dealer's paradise, uh, Smallville. But. Um, yeah, I don't think they would do that, but that's a really great idea. And it would be cool if they tied it in, if they wanted to be a part of one of those universes. Yeah, for sure. All right, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon.